if you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. This happened about two years ago. We still don't have an explanation for what happened. I was back in my hometown and my sibling and I had just dropped off a close friend who lives an hour away from us after a day out. My younger sister was driving us back, my youngest sister was sitting shotgun, my youngest brother was next to me, and this was at night. After that, as I usually would, I looked out the window and watched the buildings pass by, and, as usual, I would watch out for landmarks to figure out how much longer it would take to reach home. One of them is a flyover, about 30 minutes away from our home. Another one is a grocery shop with a bright red signboard on the left side of the road, which would mean that we would be home in about 15 minutes. Beside the grocery shop is a small petrol station with just four pumps. Of course, this would mean that we would first go over the flyover before we could reach the grocery shop. On the way, my sisters chatted, while my brother and I were quiet and in our own little world. It's important to note that I wasn't intoxicated, medicated, sleepy, or anything like that. At most, I was content after a good day out, and eager to get back home. About ten minutes after dropping my friend off at home, I saw the grocery shop mentioned earlier, but one of the letters on its bright red signboard was unlit. For some reason, at that time, instead of questioning how I could have seen the grocery shop when we had just left our friend's place, I just accepted it and assumed that we would be home very soon. Then we passed by the flyover, and you could imagine my confusion. I verbally said, huh? And my brother heard me. I shrugged it off as my own confusion and we drove on. We had not gone to any petrol station the whole day, and the car's tank was almost empty. So, closer to home, my sister said that we would stop by one on the way home to fill up the petrol. There were several stations on the way home, and we knew where all of them were situated, but we would usually go to the one closest to our home. That night, without word, she decided to turn into the petrol station next to the grocery shop mentioned earlier. This is not the one closest to our home. In fact, we rarely go to this station. At that point, I laughed and told them how I thought we had driven past it earlier, when we couldn't have done so. We all found it ridiculous. My sister stopped at the second pump. I got out and went to pay for the petrol at the counter. When I reached the window, I looked up and saw the guy staring at me in disbelief. We didn't know each other, but he practically shouted at me in shock asking why I was there again. He said, Didn't you just come here to fill up the petrol about half an hour ago? Then, 
I told him that we had not been there the whole day, and added how I thought we had passed by the station about 35 minutes prior. I gave him the time, but I can't remember the exact timings anymore. He said that I was wearing the same outfit, and did the same thing. I came to the counter, made the payment, filled up the petrol, and went back into the car. Hearing that, I played it cool but was weirded out as well. On his end, he was so freaked out. He left his counter to check out our car because he was that sure that we had been there. Sure enough, he recognized it. He was frantic, and I had never seen someone act like that before. It was as if our car had glitched to that exact moment, but did not really synchronize. So, in my point of view, we went past the station. Whereas, in his version, we turned into the station. Some notes. We checked. And there was no other building with a similar grocery shop and petrol station anywhere else along the road. Which was why I picked it as a landmark. No, there were no other cars like ours that drove in that whole day. In fact, there was no other lady who could have been mistaken as me that day. We know this because my parents went back to watch the CCTV footage the next day to make sure that guy didn't mistake me for someone else. We didn't find anything at the time, he said that he saw me. No car or person was there. The guy also detailed that the first time he saw us, we were at the first pump. The real time we went, we went to the second pump. But other than that... The two moments were too accurate to deny. We tried to find out further details, but the guy suddenly became reluctant to speak, and started denying everything after a little bit more prodding. So, what are your thoughts? I'm very new at putting this out there for others to read. I've told a few people about some of the stuff that's happened to me in my life. I say stuff because I'm guessing there's no foul language used or really necessary. You can always interject your own colorful thoughts. I've had quite a lot of experiences, but the good thing is, at least I have witnesses to several. A good friend of mine told me over 40 years ago that he really thought that I attracted this stuff to me. I told him, don't even say that. I really don't want to see this stuff. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to experience this stuff. I just want to get some of these things out there before I'm gone. My wife and I moved to a small town for a quieter area. We got a pretty nice ranch-style house on a corner lot. Neighboring homes aren't close. There were several hedges and cement from structures that had to be removed in the open lot nearest the corner. We have a nice front yard and a wide black-topped drive for the two-car garage. There's a breezeway connecting the garage to the house, and our patio is connected from that. I attached a bench swing from one of those yard swings with the frame. I just took the seat and hung it up from the beam under the roof of the patio. There are a couple of old maple trees out in the parking strip. My wife and I sit out there on the summer nights and enjoy the show. 
there seems to always be something going on. We've seen several foxes go past right out front in the road. Lots of different squirrels here. There are some gray ones that kind of look like chinchillas, black ones, and the larger brown squirrels. My wife and I were sitting there watching around eight squirrels running after each other and eating the peanuts that we were tossing to them. It was mid-afternoon, just this summer, 2023. There were two black squirrels chasing each other around the base of the closer maple tree. There were three sitting together eating, and one on the walk fairly close to us. They get pretty tame. One was at the bowl of water that I had placed by the birdbath. We were just talking about our house and how we were going to do this and that with the yard. Then, it was different. It was like an invisible wave went through. The air seemed to have this very faded or very light yellowish tinge to it. The squirrels stopped moving. They were in mid-stride, mid-drink. The two running around the tree had stopped mid-chase on the side of the tree. I still remember one squirrel sitting at a weird angle. The way it looked, he should have fallen over. We didn't see or hear any vehicles going past, a block to the north where the route is. There's always something going past over there. Trucks for the ethanol plant, cars, tractors. But right then, there was nothing. No sound of tires. You didn't even hear any birds. There wasn't any breeze, but we could hear what sounded like a muffled rustling of leaves. The houses looked the same, but then again, not. It's very difficult to describe this. It looked like three-dimensional pictures of everything. They overlapped. Individual structures, too. Houses, trees, cars that were sitting around. And we didn't see any other people during this. We just sat there in shock. I know that we both commented about the squirrels and how they were just frozen position. It lasted maybe five minutes, and then reality just gradually went back to its regular state. It was like everything just went back to what it was doing. I think I may have been sitting there with my mouth open for a little bit afterwards, and finally got some words like, what the hell was that? My wife didn't want to admit what had happened, but she couldn't deny it. She finally said, that was weird. She finally experienced what I had endured a few weeks earlier. That day, I was standing at the front edge of the patio area, when it seemed like something just went through the air. It felt just a little dizzying, and when I looked up, things had that yellowish tinge, and nothing was moving. No traffic, no birds flying or chirping that I could hear, and no wind. Just that faint, muffled sound like leaves rustling in a breeze. That one lasted about ten minutes, and I was afraid to move for fear that I might end up somewhere that I didn't want to be. I thought, just stand still until it's over, man. And I was really hoping it would end quick. After things went back to normal, I went into the house and had to sit down for a while. I don't know what it was, I just didn't feel good. One other time, when my wife was with me, 
we were sitting on the patio swing in the evening. The sun wasn't quite down, and it was a nice and quiet evening. Perfect temperature, a light breeze, crickets were sounding off, and there was finally some lightning bugs out. Then we heard a car coming from the east, and it would come right past our corner, not 75 feet away. The noise of the engine and tires on the road broke the quiet. It came past on our left, and went through the intersection and on down the road, down the hill, and to the west. Yep, we heard it just fine. The only thing wrong was that we didn't see any car. We heard it. Didn't see it, though. It's kind of hard to miss a car going past. I asked my wife, Did you see that? And she replied, I didn't see anything. That's what I meant. Neither one of us wanted to dwell on that very long. I think we just tried to shove it under a rug. I don't know what the heck is going on. I wouldn't know if it's a glitch in the Matrix thing, or a time thing, or a programming error, or ghosts. But it's definitely creeping me out. I know it rattled me and left me anxious and paranoid for a couple hours after. My wife wasn't affected emotionally like I was. I think she just doesn't want to admit things like this can happen. Does anyone have any theories as to what this stuff is? I wonder too often if, someday, I'm going to get pulled into some other place. Hey Raven, and hey all. I have a scary glitch story that happened in around November of 2015. I was sat watching the news when I heard a name that I recognized. It was a girl who I went to school with, but I hadn't seen her until recently. More on that later. I knew that it was her, as her surname was very unusual. So I looked up to see a trash can on the street of a neighborhood in Boston. Apparently, her body was found in the literal trash. I was heartbroken. The next part of the story showed her mom and sister sat at a table in their apartment. It was awful, and I was so terribly sad. So, as I mentioned, we hadn't seen each other in years. We literally bumped into each other cutting through a local hospital. She was going through some things and wasn't really staying anywhere. So I took her home with me and asked my husband if she could stay with us. Of course, he said yes. So, as it turned out, we knew a lot of the same people who hung out in the neighborhood. Small world, I know. We both also had a problem with substances which may explain why she wasn't staying anywhere. Mind you, this all happened in the spring of 2002, and I lost touch around 2005 after my husband died and I had to move. Sorry to be jumping around, but I don't want to forget any details. Anyways, back to 2015. I saw this news piece and tried to work out if she had kept in connection with anyone from our hometown. I looked on Facebook and found nothing. No tributes or discussion or gossip. Nothing. 
and so I called my daughter and let her know what had happened. She said that she would check around, as our hometown is small and the info should be out there. Well, that's not how it went. Not only did no one know about this online, people were not talking about it. I was confused, so I tried the next best thing. I looked up the non-emergency number for that part of Boston and called to see if I could get some information or a police report or something. I gave the dispatcher the information that I had. After a few seconds of typing, she told me that no one by that name had been killed in that neighborhood. She checked the info that I had again, made sure the spelling was correct, all that good stuff. The police had nothing. Not only that, she didn't even see a crime that weekend in that area. Now I was totally confused, so I got online and started my email campaign. I wrote everyone who was listed who may have information. As the days went on, I got no information. I even went as far as to reach out to our local Fox station to get the story sent to me. Not only did they have no idea what I was talking about, they claimed to have not been in my hometown in ages. So, what happened? I told three people in my life that I had seen this. My daughter, who found nothing, my partner, who passed away in 2016, and my best friend. They all remember me telling them. They all remember my reaction. But none of them ever heard anything about it either. So, what happened? I'm puzzled. Any ideas? My bedroom is located at the end of an L-shaped passageway, with my bedroom being at the bottom right, the living room being at the top left, and some other rooms scattered along the way, which are irrelevant to this story. From my bedroom, you're able to see all the way into the lounge if you're standing at the right place. One day when I was about five or six, I was in my room getting changed into clothes in the middle of either the morning or the afternoon, so there was plenty of natural light lighting up every room in the entire house. Since I was a little child and was living with just my parents, I was getting changed with the door open, facing into the passage. I was standing about half a meter from the door and was standing in a spot where I could barely see the start of the passage, but could not see into the living room. I was nearly finished getting dressed, and was about to put my shirt on when I saw a two-meter-tall shadow person appear at the end of the passage, as far away from me as I could see. He was long and skinny-looking, and it was impossible to make out any distinct features that he may have had. I stood frozen as it walked across my entire passage in three long and unnaturally quick steps that no human would normally take, unless they were in some sort of speed-walking competition. I couldn't move and just stared for the one or two seconds it took for him to walk up to me, but as he reached my bedroom door, he just disappeared. Although I was young at the time, 
I was still old enough to distinguish dreams and reality, and I knew that this was something that I actually saw. I knew this was not normal, and due to me being generally shy, even from a young age, I never told anyone. Not even my own parents. I didn't tell them for years, because I feared they wouldn't believe me. However, a few years later, I remember being in a mall parking lot waiting for my mom in the car with my dad, when I told him about what I saw. He told me that he doesn't believe in ghosts, but that he had heard theories about parallel universes and thought that this might have been a situation where someone from another universe glitched into ours. But since they weren't from here, all I could see was a black figure, like a model that had yet to be colored. Honestly, even at my young age and knowing what I saw, I was both scared and skeptical, and kind of just assumed that my dad was saying that to get my young mind excited, that he was kind of just playing along. I'm 17 now, and I started thinking about this event that happened to me recently, trying desperately to find a logical explanation for it, when I began to realize something. In recent years, people have always mentioned to me how I walk a lot faster than normal people, even when I don't need to, and my natural walking speed makes it look like I'm in a rush wherever I'm going. Now, this may be because I'm a little impatient when it comes to getting to places, and if I want to go somewhere, I often want to go there and leave as soon as possible. But nevertheless, it's what I do. While I'm not exactly two meters tall, I decided to test how fast I could walk through the passage. And lo and behold, I could do it in about three steps, in a couple of seconds and also walk in a similar way to how I remember the shadow person walking. I still live in this house, now, and nothing paranormal like that has ever happened since, and my family have mentioned nothing about paranormal events occurring in this house, despite my dad believing they could be real. So, what do you think? Was I the shadow person? Was it something paranormal? A glitch in the matrix, or is there some other explanation? I've only had one true glitch event happen to me, and it happened in the 1980s. When I was in my 20s, I used to live in Greensboro, North Carolina, and would visit my parents in Greenville. North Carolina, which is about a three-hour drive. At the time, which was before they built the multi-lane highway, the last 30 miles of US Highway 264 was only one lane in each direction. About halfway through Wilson and Greenville, on that two-lane road, it was just getting dark. A car that was coming towards me crossed the center line and was headed straight for me, head-on. I braced for the impact as well as I could. I thought that this was the end. It happened all too quickly, and I had no time to react at all. Things happened so fast before, quote-unquote, impact. It felt like the other car actually passed right through my car, 
as if it were a ghost car. By now, however, everything had suddenly switched to slow motion. I could feel the car going through me. There was no pain, just a ripple through my body, and a bright flash happening as the ghost car passed through me. I saw the woman's face who was driving the car. She was screaming silently. In fact, everything was completely silent. For many years afterwards, I thought the other car must have, in actuality, just missed my car and continued to veer to its left, my right, and off the road and into a fallow tobacco field. I immediately pulled over as soon as it was safe. Nothing had happened to my car. The other car came to rest in the field surrounded by a huge cloud of dust. Several cars stopped, and the drivers ran to the ghost car to check on the lady. I was too shaken up to move for quite a while. The woman was fine, I suppose, because after she talked to some of the people who rushed to check on her, she continued on her way. I always thought this was just a really weird near accident, in which my brain, under stress, had played a trick on me. Now, after listening to all the glitch stories, I'm not so sure. Did I die then and switch to a different reality? Was this quantum immortality? I have nothing else that's quite as dramatic as that happened to me in the years. However, I have been losing things over the past few years. My partner and I are the only two people in this house. There are three categories of these objects. One, things that disappear and never ever show back up. Two, things that disappear and show up right where they're supposed to be. Or three, things that disappear and materialize right before my eyes. I must preface this all by saying that I have been diagnosed with type 2 narcolepsy. This meaning that I have excessive daytime sleepiness without cataplexy, which is sudden physical collapse while remaining conscious. I mention this because, during my narcolepsy episodes, I experience micro-sleep incidents. I perform rote motor actions without being cognizant that I do them. It's things like putting my cell phone in the refrigerator and having no recollection of doing it. It's very similar to sleepwalking. This may explain the objects that never come back. We've lost a pizza cutter, three large kitchen knives, and a number three attachment on our new hair clippers. I could have just thrown these things away in a micro-sleep episode. Then, there are the things that are supposed to be in a certain drawer in the kitchen. I'll look and look, and then hours to days later, the objects are right where they're supposed to be. That's pretty classic, based on glitch stories that I've heard. The last category is the weirdest. Things will be right in front of me, but I can't see them. When I scan my work desk, I won't be able to find a certain object. For instance, my stapler. I have to physically touch everything on my desk while not looking in order to find these objects. Once I actually put my hand on the object, I can see it. It will materialize right before my eyes. It's happened with staplers staple removers, tape dispensers, etc. 
and in the kitchen there was a particular ice cream scoop that I found that way. Is this a byproduct of narcoleptic microsleep, or some weird glitch where I get caught between realities? Your guess is as good as mine. This is going to be hard to explain, but to get to my road, you have to go down another road. I'll call it Road A, with two roads to the left, the second being mine. Then there's a dead end that's super dark because there's a forest there. It's shaped like a backwards P, but the top line of the P goes straight and has my house on it. So... Me and my friends were following a really pig light in the sky, that I thought was normal, until he pointed it out. Then I realized that it is a bit weird to have an extremely light, well, light in the sky, like a white sunset, you know? I think it was probably the moon popping off, and because of the fog it looked really extreme. So... We're trying to get to a point where we could maybe see what on the floor is making the light appear, like lights in the park nearby. And to get the best view possible, we walk down Road A. So, we walk down it and walk over the first road, until we're at the very end of the final road. And then there are two guys speaking another language, scraping ice off of a car, and one guy smoking and talking to them. Then, for some reason, a big silver van pulls up on the curve of the road, because we're at the end with the woods in front of us, and the woods just behind us. But because I'm scared of men and vans and being kidnapped, and we were meant to be going on a jog anyways, I get a bit freaked out. But because there's no way to escape if we did continue going forward, because we're not going to walk into the woods, I'm like... We should turn around, because I think we're literally on the second road, the one that my house is on, and so we walk down it. We walk, and instantly I'm like, what the absolute hell? I thought we were walking down my road, because I don't remember walking past the silver car over the road that leads to my road and to the first road. Even though it leads to my house too, it's just very dark. But apparently we're walking down that first road. Something I wouldn't have done because I knew if we were on it, I would have just walked forward to my road, and not been that worried about being girl-mapped. So, we keep going down, but I'm stuck on it. But I also don't go back to see what happened because I don't want to be like that ten-year-old at a sleepover and make him think that I'm trying to just pretend to be scared. Because I'm not scared, just confused. He said he felt like he was just woken up from a really long sleep, but I don't know if he was just being a little drama king. Anyway, we go back to the road because I have to show him how weird that was, that the road somehow ended early, or we got teleported to the first road. He agrees, and we also realize that, somehow, when we turned around, the men and van were gone, and I just didn't notice because I was like, where are we? 
Now that I think about it, I feel like some part of my memory could be missing. Because I remember completely. Hitting the end of the road and being like, gotta turn around because no choice, hope I don't get kidnapped. And because how the hell did we get to the road one? There's a decently large sized difference between the two. He was also having a confused moment with me and said it was like the road ended early. When we went down my road to see where I thought we were, we realized it looked different. But when we went to the first road, it also looked different. Because my road has a brown fence. That's where the guys were. But it has grass on the corner of the road. Road 1 has stone. But the side of a house. The place that we were with the dead end had the fence, but no grass and had stone instead. Other than that, it was identical to my road. Thinking about it is actually IRL breaking my brain. The more I think about it, the more I'm confused. Not really worried, though. This stuff never happened to me before, so it's kind of cool. Actually, I take it back, it is a bit freaky. I hope I didn't explain that too terribly. Sorry if I info-dumped too. Feel free to ask questions for clarity, or tell me what could have possibly happened. And when I say best possible view to see what's making the light, I mean that lightly. Because to get a view of it, we'd have to go into the woods. And we, slash I, don't want to do that at night. Because, despite how alien, memory-wipe movie-esque this little moment was, I'm not about to act like a dumb horror movie character. It was probably the moonlight anyways. Hi, Raven. I just want to preface this by saying that I've been literally living off of your videos for the past month now. I play them back-to-back whenever I can, and I really appreciate the work you do. Even though these are not your own stories, you really put a lot of care into narrating them, and it's just beyond great to listen to. Thank you very much, I do appreciate that. So, the glitch that I experienced was, honestly, such a small one. But the story behind it requires a lot of information. So... I'm super sorry if it seems dragged out, or like the glitch is very underwhelming for all the detail leading up to it. Even so, I would love to share my story with you, and I really hope it'll make it into a video. It did. When I was little, my parents split up often, only to get back together, quote-unquote, for me. One of the times that they split, my mom and I moved in with her parents, my grandmother and step-grandfather. I was six at the time, so no, my memory is not great concerning the little details. But I remember this event crystal clear, as if it happened just yesterday. We were given the basement to stay in, and for a couple of months, my mom and I shared a queen-sized bed, until my grandmother came downstairs one day and saw my feet in my mom's face as we were sleeping. And she decided that, from that day on, that we should have separate beds. We were in luck, though, because my great-aunt and her wife were looking after a family member 
who had to suddenly move back in with his mother, and he left all of his belongings behind. One of those belongings was a bunk bed that they had gotten a deal on, rendering it cheaper than a single bed. They gave it to us in the blink of an eye, and my mom and I started sleeping a little more peacefully after that. So, that was the backstory. But now I will try to lay out the basement so you guys can kind of visualize it. So, after going down the stairs, you would enter the main room which had our furniture, a TV and its stands, a couch and a chair. The main room was, in a way, separated off by a little wall, and there were two openings that we could walk through to enter our bedroom. The bunk bed was up against the middle of the wall, and the bathroom door was on the wall by the head of my bed. The ladder of the bunk bed was facing the main room, and was very close to the bathroom, making it very convenient to climb down during the night and just go straight into the bathroom if I had to. One night, I woke up needing to go, so I climbed down from the top bunk and turned the light on. I was wide awake at this point. I did my business, washed my hands, turned off the light, and closed the door. It was completely dark in the basement, so I couldn't see. Nothing felt wrong to me, but when I started to walk back to my bed, I felt myself walk into the main room, as if this was the normal route that I took after my late-night bathroom session. The bunk bed was now in the middle of the main room, with the ladder now facing towards the bedroom, when before it was facing the main room. I climbed up into bed, and it was only then that I realized that this wasn't right. The bed remained in that position when I closed my eyes, and when I woke up in the morning, it was right back to where it usually was. I told my mom about it, and she said that she believed me, but who would believe a six-year-old saying that? My mom was super into paranormal stuff, so I just kind of assumed that she would believe me, but she clearly didn't. I've brought it up to her multiple times over the years, and I think she believes me more and more every time I tell her, because it's the same story every single time. It was such a small glitch, but it was honestly terrifying. Did going to the bathroom just place me in a different universe or something, where that was the normal placement of the bed? Why did I know exactly where to go, rather than going the direction that I went every other time? And why do I remember it so clearly, even though it was almost 13 years ago now? I'd love to know what people think, and slash or if they've ever experienced something similar. Let me start by saying that this will be long. My heart is already beating fast telling this story. Only those closest to me know that this has happened. Until now. When I was 25 years old, I was driving home from work one night. I lived in Los Angeles at the time. I was driving on Sunset Boulevard heading west towards my apartment in Brentwood. For those that are not familiar with the area, there is an expanse of Sunset near UCLA that is very curvy. It is two lanes on either side with no shoulder. 
It was 8.30 on a Saturday night, so there was some traffic. I was driving along, and all of a sudden, about 50 feet in front of me, I saw a car. But I was looking at the passenger door. The car had spun out of control and was perpendicular in my lane. I didn't have time to stop. I looked to my right and saw that there was a car next to me, so I had nowhere to go. I instinctively turned my car all the way to the right anyway. Once I had cleared the first car, I spun it all the way to the left, still trying to avoid the second car. While all of this was happening, I remembered a time with my mom at Disney World when I was three. This is not a memory I have ever had. I vaguely remember parts of that trip, but this memory was not one of them. I realized then that my life was flashing before my eyes, and I was going to die. I had never been so sure of anything. Every part of me knew that I was about to die. I started screaming. To this day, I don't know if I vocalized anything or if it was all in my head. I yelled, No, no, this isn't fair. I'm not done yet. All the while swerving all over Sunset Boulevard. I suddenly stopped my car and I was now perpendicular in the opposing lane of traffic. I looked around, and there was not a single car anywhere. It was like everything had been wiped clean. I put my car in reverse and proceeded home. I did not see a single car the rest of the way. I was only five minutes away from home at that point, but Sunset Boulevard on a Saturday night was completely empty. I got to my apartment and parked on the street. I didn't see one person. While walking to my apartment, I came to the conclusion that I had died, and because I said no, I was stuck in some kind of limbo. I had never wanted my roommate to be home so badly. Unfortunately, she wasn't. I called one of my best friends and said, I need to ask you some questions. Please just answer me and I'll explain after. I asked her my name, my age, what city we lived in, and the current date. Obviously, she was very alarmed. I explained that I thought I was dead, and I wasn't really sure that I was on the phone with her. She tried to convince me that I was alive and that everything was okay. There was no way mathematically to escape it. There was nowhere for the car on the right to go. This moment has haunted me my whole life. There have been times when I've questioned my existence. I've wondered if my life since has been a very long, detailed death trip, and I'm actually lying on Sunset Boulevard, bleeding out. After many years of meditation, spiritual practice, and belief in quantum physics, I wonder what life I jumped into. So, this just happened, and it doesn't make any sense. A couple of years ago, I lived with a roommate, and we would use separate drawers in the kitchen. I had my own set of plates, pots, and cutlery, and she had hers. I knew that her silverware was a gift from her mom, or something. Simple, but unusual. With a limited edition 
signature from a local producer on the back. I never dared to touch it, even to put it back from the drying rack. And, of course, one day one of her forks went missing. She was reasonably very upset. She asked if I touched it and if I could help finding it. Turning the apartment upside down didn't help, so we figured that her boyfriend, visiting a week before, must have packed it by accident. Soon after, I moved in with my partner and had almost forgotten about the incident, up until yesterday. A couple of days ago, we received a box of cutlery, just some mixed stuff that belonged to a deceased family member living in a different country, but some of them were similar to ours, so we picked them and packed it after the funeral. Yesterday, we took it out on the kitchen table, together with our cutlery, to sort it out. And when I was counting forks, there it was. A fork looking weirdly similar to those of my ex-roommate. I picked it up, I turned it around, and I just couldn't believe it. It is the same fork. It couldn't have come from my drawer. I don't remember packing it in the box. My partner does not recognize it and has no clue where it came from. I keep checking on it, being sure that it's going to disappear in a minute, but no, it's still there today, pointing straight at me whenever I open the drawer. I would just send it back to the rightful owner, but I don't have any of her contact information anymore. But I have to get rid of it, otherwise it's going to live rent-free in my head as long as it's here. So... What would be the best way of getting rid of it to ensure that it does not come back? Longtime casual lurker. I'm creeped out and not quite sure what to do with myself. I had a friend over last night. We ran into each other earlier in the day and we made plans to have dinner together. She comes over and we hang out on the couch for around an hour, just chatting and whatnot. I stand up because I get a phone call, so I go to my bedroom around 10 to 15 minutes. I go back out, and she's not there anymore. Okay, so she's in the bathroom, right? I sit on the couch to wait for her, but she doesn't come out. I go check on her. The bathroom is empty. Now I'm weirded out. Did she leave for no reason? I didn't hear the door open or close, and I have a pretty heavy door. I even go outside into the hallway to check if she was out there for some reason, but she's just promptly disappeared. So, now I'm thinking that she left for whatever reason. So I call her. It rings for a while and she picks up. Immediately, I think it's weird. If she left my flat, she should be out on the street, but it's very quiet wherever she is, and it sounds like she just woke up. I asked her why she left my flat and she had no idea what I was talking about. I get frustrated and ask where she is. I'm at home, taking a nap. Your phone call woke me up. I could hear rustling sheets, and, as I said, 
there's no way her side of the phone could be so quiet if she had just left my flat. I live in a busy area. I request a video call her, and there she is. In her home. In her bed. She has no makeup on. She's in her pajamas, looking confused, and her eyes are still kind of puffy from sleep. I asked her if she remembered coming to my flat. She looked confused. Did we make plans today? She said that, after running into me, all we did was chat, say goodbye, and then she went home to take a nap. Obviously, there is no way that she got home, removed her makeup, undid her hair, and changed her clothes within 15 minutes. She lives, like, half an hour away from me, and I have no clue what to think of this. Hey Raven, I have a story that I consider to be overlapping timelines, and not necessarily a glitch in the Matrix. I personally don't think we're in a simulation, but who knows. When my partner comes home, he always calls out, Hello! with a higher pitched voice. He has a smooth, deep, baritone speaking voice that can be hard to hear over the normal home with children's sounds and he uses an elongated O. He's done it every time he has come home without exception for nearly a decade. One particular day in early fall, my daughter, who was a toddler at the time, and I were watching her favorite music videos on YouTube. The music was a little louder than usual, but both of us heard my partner come in the front door and call, Hello? My daughter got super excited, as she always does when her dad comes home, and I was surprised because it was two and a half hours earlier than he would normally be home. I was also surprised because he usually calls or texts before he's on his way. We both jumped up and my daughter ran out to the living room, and I followed her. I turned the corner and there was absolutely no one there. She and I looked at each other and she said, Data? Inquisitively. I said, I guess not. I dismissed it, and he came home as normal a few hours later. A year later, we had moved into our own home after a few years of renting. My daughter and I were in the kitchen, where I was giving her a snack. It was around two in the afternoon. She was chatting away, but there was no television nor radio on, when suddenly we both hear... Hello, and the garage door opening and closing. Again, it was much earlier than it usually was for him to be home, and he hadn't called or texted. My daughter ran out to the living room, and I followed, and again there was no one there. I picked her up, and we went downstairs to look for him. We looked in the garage, the basement, even went outside and walked around the house. He was nowhere. I was thoroughly freaked out and called him and said, Hey, are you home? He was surprised and said no, and he wasn't there, and that there was still a few hours before he would be off. I explained what happened and he joked, Must be a glitch in the Matrix. It has not happened again, but I think about it all the time. What do you think? 
a glitch or overlapping timelines. I personally favor the overlapping timelines, which gives me a warm feeling knowing that my partner and I are together in other realities. Hello, Raven. I've never submitted a story of my own, but I have been listening to your channel for about a year now. I'm a very spiritual person, so in the past, I have attributed my strange experiences to the paranormal or spirit realm. However, I'm starting to see that a handful of my experiences are more like the glitches you talk about on your channel. I, 18, female, am a freshman in college, but the story takes place about two years ago during my junior year of high school. When I was 16, I started wearing glasses to correct my astigmatism and to help me see distance. Since I didn't grow up wearing glasses, it often feels uncomfortable and unnatural to have them sitting on my face for long periods. Moments before the glitch, I left my third period psychology class and began making my way to the cafeteria for lunch. Since my last name starts with an S, my assigned seat was towards the back of the class that year. On this particular day, we were taking notes from the board, so I wore my glasses in class. Of course, the second I walked out of the classroom, the glasses were off my face and in my hands. I live in Florida, so transitioning from a chilly, air-conditioned classroom to the humid outdoor halls made the glasses fog up. Since I didn't need my glasses to find my way around, I often carried them in the halls like this. My third period class was upstairs, and the cafeteria was downstairs, halfway across the school. I'm a bit of a klutz, especially when I'm in a hurry, so this next part was my fault. I should have known better than to walk around carrying my glasses, rather than to put them away into my backpack before leaving class. As I made my way down a crowded stairwell, I bumped into someone and dropped my glasses. I didn't just think I dropped them. I knew that I did. I felt the pair leave my hands. I heard them hit the ground, and I watched them bounce down the stairs and land just below the first step. Since the hallway was crowded and my glasses were in danger of being stepped on, I quickly reached for them with my right hand. Except, I couldn't pick the glasses up from the ground because I was already holding something in that hand. My glasses. I looked between the glasses in my hand and the glasses on the ground, confused. They were identical. Maybe I should have picked the ground glasses up anyway so that they wouldn't be stepped on, and to return them to the lost and found. But people were, rightfully, getting annoyed at me, standing still in front of the stairway during hallway rush hour. Besides, I could have sworn those were my glasses. Deep down, I've always thought it was a duplicate. A glitch in the Matrix that hopefully only affected me, and did not result in anyone else losing or damaging their glasses. My 
my mom and I were watching one of my mom's friends, two dogs, and one cat for the day, and were told to check on them at 12.30pm, 5.30pm, and 11pm. The first time we went, everything was normal. The second time, only my mom went because I was busy. During this, the cat got out, but over text, my mom's friend assured her that the cat would come back. The third time, 11pm, my mom and I both went, and the cat returned, but it was something else that caught our attention. On the floor in the middle of the kitchen was a random light that had not been there the previous two times. My mom asked her friend about it, and her friend said that it was one of her under-cabinet lights. These specific under-cabinet lights are comprised of a small, flat circular magnet with adhesive on one side and the cylindrical light itself. The magnet attaches to a surface with the adhesive side, and the light has a built-in magnet that sticks to the other magnet. Now, this adhesive is strong. I cannot think of a feasible way that the light and adhesive magnet could have moved from under one of the cabinets, where my mom's friend claimed they previously were, to the middle of the kitchen floor. The cat was gone, so he couldn't have done it. And their dogs are short and fat and nowhere near agile enough to jump up to the counter, pry the magnet and light off, and move its two yards to the middle of the floor. My mom's friends said that they do have a crazy neighbor, plus the house key was under the front doormat, and not obscured very well, so that could be the case, but why would someone come into their house, move a light, and then leave? Unless they did other stuff, or are just purely trying to mess with the homeowners. My mom's friend said that she's going to check their ring doorbell, but other than a crazy neighbor... I have no clue how this happened. This happened a while ago, but I still think about it sometimes and wanted to share the story. Because I've been hearing more people talk about little fairies taking your trinkets and returning them a while later. So, I slept over at my friend's house took off my rings, a bunch of big ones, like seven or so, and was pretty sure that I put them on the nightstand. I'm still not entirely sure if I did, but I never sleep with them on, so I definitely put them somewhere. The next day, I went home and realized that I thought that I forgot to bring my rings back. The first thing I did was check my bags, especially my tiny waist bag that I always wear. I texted my friend asking if she could check if they were on the nightstand to make sure, but she said that they were not there. I thought I might have put them on in the morning and took them off while washing my hands, so I asked her to check the sink. Also not there. These rings were not in her house at all. At this point, I start to doubt myself, and I search through all of my bags. Where the heck did I put my rings? I searched thoroughly through all the stuff that they could have been in since leaving my friend's place, but I just could not find them. I was for sure wearing them at her place, because we have photos where I'm wearing them that day. At this point, 
I just sort of accepted that they were gone, and trusted that I would find them again if I had to. So, a few days pass. I'm headed to the train station, and I reach into my waste bag to grab my train card. And, lo and behold, my rings are all in there. I need to be clear that I'm wearing this waste bag every single day. It only has one pocket that is just big enough to fit my phone, cards, and passports that I carry around. I reach into it many times a day, and even searched it specifically two or three times, thinking I was going crazy when I lost the rings a few days prior. There is just no chance that I would have overlooked them. I guess my trust in them returning did pay off, but I still think about this often, and wonder where the rings were in the meantime before they returned back to my bag. Hi. So, I'm making this post because I feel very weird. Last night, I had used a pair of socks for practicing my dance at night. Before I slept, I took them off and put it either at the edge of my bed or the floor beside my bed. When I woke up, I was in a rush to head off, so I didn't pay attention to my socks. However, tonight, I wanted to practice my dance, but realized that I only had one pair of socks left. My mom and I looked through the whole bedroom, every corner. We even moved the bed frame, took out the sheets, lifted the mattress, but there was nothing. It was weird, as I'd only used it that night and only in my bedroom. I also normally listened to peaceful music while sleeping, through my computer on my bed and earphones. However, every time I woke up, my music would either be paused or stopped, and my earphones would be out of my ears. It is definitely not a person who did it. I figured it must just be because I moved a lot in my sleep, so I let it go. However, this same day, I lost my sock. My earphones went missing too. I remember either putting them on the table or leaving them on my bed after I woke up, but similarly, nothing at all. No trace. This is the first time that these items have been missing. Previously, something would happen, but I would end up finding them either on my bed in a corner or buried under my books. Not this time. I also lost a blue hairband after hanging it out to dry after washing it. It's gone too. But it was possible that it fell off or something, so I let it go. Two weeks ago, still looking now. Can someone please explain this? I'll give an update once I find these items or other things happen. Maybe some recommendations on what I can do? I feel very scared, as I've read that poltergeists may be the source of this, but I am a religious person, so I try not to think too much about it. Thank you very much. The OP did add an update. I'd found my hairband and my earpieces, most likely due to carelessness. However, my sock was found in a toy drawer. There is no way that I would put my sock in a toy drawer. It's just weird. But now, everything is found, so I'll try to forget all these, 
and I hope that nothing happens again. I'm not sure if this is a glitch, but if someone could maybe help me understand, I would appreciate it. My friend was coming to pick me up, and we were going to take a long drive to see another friend. I had asked my parents to watch my son, and while I was getting ready, I had this unsettling feeling that if I went, I was not going to see my son again, that something bad was going to happen to me. I kind of just brushed it off. My friend called me and told me that she was almost at my house. I hung up, and something yelled at me loud, Do not take that long drive. It literally freaked me out. I never felt anything like that before. So now I'm getting in my friend's car, and I'm thinking, how am I going to tell her that we can't go? Well, as soon as I get in, she starts to tell me that she doesn't think we should. That something was telling her if we go, something bad will happen to us. I told her that I was going to tell her the same thing, and told her what was happening with me while I was getting ready. So, we just ended up going to Winn-Dixie. It's a store three minutes away from my house. She had some groceries that she needed to get, and we just got something to eat for dinner before she brought me back home. Now, it's dark outside, and we pull up to my house. As I'm about to get out, a car pulls up in front of us. I just thought it was somebody going to my neighbor's house. As I'm walking to my door, my friend calls me and asks, Is that your mom in the car? They keep trying to pull up like they want to get into your driveway. I had knocked on my door waiting for someone to open it, but I went to look in that car, and I was like, that is my mom. And I could see in the car because the middle light was on in the car. I asked my friend, why is she moving weird? Said that something was off, like the way she was moving was different. And then I was like, but that's not her car. Whose car is she in? And then as I'm looking at my mom in that car, my mom opens the door for me to come inside. And I tell my friend, wait, that's not my mom. My mom just opened the door. At this time, I didn't know what to think. So I go inside the house and my friend leaves. Now I go back to look at the car outside and I see a car turn into my neighbor's driveway and back out and then leave but I'm not sure if it was the car that my mom was in, or someone else. So, I don't know for sure where the car went after I came inside, because I was just so confused on what had happened. Let me know what you think. Hello. I honestly was hoping that I wouldn't be back with my own incident, but here I am. With the holidays here, I've been buying stuff off Amazon and receiving packages daily. Don't judge, I'm buying for several people. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, I had several different items on my dining room table that I wanted to open and go through. 
I picked up one of those white and blue mailers that Amazon uses and opened it up. I started to pull it out when my daughter walked in. It was a card game for the kids, and I didn't want her to see it, so I quickly shoved it back in and set the package on the table and played it cool. I'm talking to my family, going through other items on the table, and then they head upstairs. I keep opening packages up, and I come across another blue and white mailer. I pick it up and then rip it open by pulling it from the middle so that the perforation opens. I reach inside and it's the same card game. I panicked for a second and then started looking for the first bag, looking for any evidence that I'd ordered this twice. I called my husband downstairs, explained what happened to me, and then started crying because I said that I can't go through this again. He pointed out that the top had been ripped across, and he was correct. It made it more confusing because on the second time that I opened the same bag, I literally opened it by pulling it from the middle. I still can't explain what happened, but I don't allow myself to dwell on it. I choose to believe that I have some sort of gift that I'm unsure of how to use. Either that or we live in the damn Matrix. Please, tell me you've experienced things like this so that I don't feel so alone. Hello, Raven. I'm back yet again. Again, my name is Lily. For some backstory, my mother owns an old building in downtown Fairborn, Ohio. We have proven it is haunted. There are at least two ghosts, one male and possibly a female. We use it as a realtor's office, as that is what my mother's job is. Upstairs, there are three apartments, and we are friends with the people who live there. I was hanging out with one of them, and I'll call her B, as that is her nickname that we call her all the time. We both have ADHD. Now on to the story. We're unsure if it was just our ADHD that had us with this, or if it was one of the ghosts, as the front door of B's apartment door opened with no force and on its own, or if it was a glitch. B and I were in her kitchen. She said that she was going to go make a drink. She asked me if it was past noon, and I said it was. I remember her pouring the drink and picking it up. It was an alcoholic drink, and it was clear. It was put in a ball jar being used as a cup. After a few minutes, she was like, Where's my drink? We both looked all over the apartment, and it wasn't anywhere. There was a jar with a clear liquid exactly like the one that she poured, but B said, No, that's not it. And I then noticed that it was more likely water. B's apartment is pretty small so there are only so many places that she could have placed her drink. And it was nowhere to be found, and she'd placed it somewhere just a few moments before. We both had no knowledge of where it was for some reason. I don't even remember her ever picking it up and her leaving it on the counter by the fridge. I stopped smoking and started vaping in 2014. 
I had only one vape at the time. It was hot pink, and it was almost glued to my hand. Not unlike how a pack of cigarettes are always within reach of a pack-a-day smoker. I was in my early 40s, and I lived alone when this glitch happened. Simply put, I set my vape down somewhere, but never found it. I tore my home apart. It was nowhere to be found. I ended up going to the store to get another $50 mod, and then came home and proceeded as usual. I had no choice, as I am addicted to nicotine, and I refused to purchase a pack of cigarettes. This was not done lightly, and was not done until a full house tear-apart was done. Two weeks later, as I was sitting down on the couch, the couch where I spend my time when not in bed sleeping, and for some odd reason I decided to just stuff my hand between the cushions. Lo and behold, I pulled up my vape. This may sound like a normal thing, but let's go over it. I spend all of my time on this couch. It was the first thing I tore apart looking for the missing vape. Surely I would have found it if it was just in the crack between two cushions. Not even deeply, just pushed down enough to not be seen. I live alone. No one came and hid it and then put it back to surprise me. I don't have friends coming over and my family lives out of town. It was me, myself, and I in this place. Two weeks was the length of time between losing it and finding it. No one can tell me that I tore apart this couch and missed the hot pink vape against the dark grey couch, and then just went the next two weeks with it barely pressed into the crack of where I spend 18 hours of my day. To set the scene, I work at a small pet store. We usually only have one or two customers inside at a time. There are two doors into the store, a front and a back door, and they both set off a chime when opened to alert us, so we can make sure that we welcome every customer. Today, I was about to check out the only customer in the store when I heard the back door chime. As I was making my way up to the register to check out this guy, I catch a glimpse of the second customer as she walks between the aisles. She's a young black woman, being led by a small fluffy white dog on a leash. I make a mental note of what she looks like, so that when I'm done checking this guy out, I can go greet her properly, tell her about our deals and see if she needs any help. I check the guy out, it only takes a minute and he leaves. The door chimes on his way out, but I haven't heard any other chimes, so I know that the lady is the only customer now in the store, and I start looking for her. I'm searching through the aisles, and I can't find her anywhere, until I suddenly stumble across another woman with a dog on a leash. She's Asian, and her dog is much bigger, maybe 50 pounds? and brown. I scour the rest of the store three times over and she's the only customer in there. The black lady is nowhere to be seen. I have no idea where that lady went, and how the Asian lady came in. 
I had a view of both doors when I watched the guy leave out the front door. No one slipped in or out while he was leaving. I can't stop thinking about it. It's freaking me out. We don't have cameras, so I can't check if I'm going crazy, but I know what I saw. Did the black lady disappear? Or shapeshift? This was 10 years ago when I was 16. I again remembered this experience just yesterday. I was living on slash in the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, Australia. Rosebud, to be exact. And when I went to see family in Melbourne, I would take a bus to Frankston and then a train to Melbourne. And the bus trip always took around an hour or a bit. On this occasion... When I was heading from Rosebud to Frankston via the same bus, I met someone on it and we started talking. It only felt like 30 minutes of talking and we hadn't yet reached Frankston, of course. All of a sudden, I received a call from my father, who I was traveling to visit that day. He was acting a bit aggravated, asking where I was. I responded with, Dad, I'm on the bus like I told you 30-40 minutes ago. He went off calling me a liar. I was super, super confused, and questioned what I did wrong. What he said scared and confused the hell out of me. He said that I couldn't be on the bus because it's been three hours since I left. I checked the time, and lo and behold, it was three hours later. Yet, I was on the same bus that hadn't reached Frankston nor had any detours. I asked the people on the bus to check the time and how long we were on the bus for. They checked and looked up at me slowly, with wide eyes also frazzled, by how the hell time could have jumped. I repeatedly tried to assure my dad that I was still on the same bus, and I don't understand how the time jumped. Obviously, I sounded nuts, so he never believed me. That experience has never happened again, and I still try to find a logical explanation to this day. Any thoughts? So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search as The Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well. <laughs>